Hello and welcome to Talking Tropes. Okay, uh, this is the episode. Alright. This is the episode where we jump the shark, everybody. We're going to the beach. Gonna have a party. Sit on it. (laughs) I'm Hannah, and that's David, I guess. I'm the Fonz! Arthur Fonzarelli. Uh, We're jumping the shark this time, we're folks. We're jumping the sharks. Go to the beach. We just want something nice and relaxing for Memorial Day. You know, everyone's chilling out. Summer's officially here. It's it's a good time. Don't you just want to have a good time sometimes, David? Take it easy. Um, I went kind of nuts on this one today, just doing like research because I just thought like we're talking about beach episodes, like. What do you even talk about with that? So I just went on like a research binge. And so I researched the history of beaches. Is anyone interested in this? Like, do you mean like the geological history of beaches? No, I mean like the sociological history of beaches. Like from antiquity up through the 18th century. This is a quote from (laughs) the Smithsonian. Oh my God. The beach stirred fear and anxiety in the popular imagination. So like, you know, people were scared of the beach. The beach was a scary place. But when you think of when you think of beach episodes, you don't think scary place, you think sexy place. When did the beach become sexy? When did it become sexy, David? Well, around the mid 18th century, uh, according to a historian named Corbin, European elites <laughs> just a dude named Corbin. Well, that's his last name. I, I don't know his first name. Uh, European elites began started like talking about it like it's like a health thing. Like you go in the ocean, that's health, man. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's, like, a thing in all those, like, <laughs> angsty, capital R romantic novels where it's, like, I've, yeah. I've got Soak to... Soak in the salt water of the sea! A coughing and disease! And cure your vapors! Yeah, exactly. Um, the first use of the word seascape to describe a painting as opposed to a landscape was in 1804. So the concept of the beach as being, like, a beautiful place or a nostalgic place or a place of fun in the sun... Fairly recent. Um, I don't know about, like, other countries around the world, but this is, like, Europe, basically. Um, Also, then, in, like, the 60s, a bunch of movies came out. Um, There were these teen beach movies. Not to be confused with the movie Teen Beach Movie, which is (laughs) Disney Channel original movie. Uh. But they were basically, like, these sex farces... You know, it was, like, during the the sexual revolution and everyone just, like, the kids, they're having sex with each other and stuff. So, like, let's make some comedies about it and we'll have them all be scantily clad. Where should we set them? Put them at the beach. You know, the invention of the bikini was, you know, not completely, like, a long time ago. It was fairly recent. The beach movies. And so you had um, Beach Party and beach slumber party and attack of the invisible bikini or something and <laughs> there was there was one really popular one it was like the fifth movie in the series called uh beach blanket bingo where they go skydiving um i don't know why that one is the popular one it's not they go more funny skydiving? than the others that's for sure yeah, it's like part of the plot. It's like they fake that that one of their singers is going skydiving, uh, as like a as like a publicity stunt, and then as revenge, some of the other people go skydiving or something. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like a bunch of jokes, and Don Rickles is in it, and Paul Lind, wow. and uh, at the end of the movie, somebody gets kidnapped and taken to a sawmill where they're strapped to a, a giant buzzsaw. Like, in- oh my god. The Perils of Pauline, and they literally, like, refer to the Perils of Pauline. Well, at least they're uh, aware. Yeah, it's it's a sex farce. It's not super funny. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a lot of sex? Buster Keaton? No, there's no sex. I mean, it was still, like... I thought you were about to say that Buster Keaton has sex in this movie, and I was gonna... Buster Keaton busts a nut in this movie. (laughs) Flip my fucking lip. (laughs) No, Buster Keaton is in the movie, but he does not oh have God. sex. He he sort of runs around. Uh, he does. It's a lot. It's very Benny Hill, you know. Okay. It's, okay. Yeah. It's a lot of like chasing women. Like the joke is like implied sexual assault. Yeah. Um. As and the, the big thing is for me, like these movies are all about male gaze, and I feel like we're going to be talking about that a lot. Would you like to define male gaze in in your best terms, Hannah? Or uh, yeah, it's like. 
when a thing is clearly for by males for males <laughs> like sure. this exists I mean, for the enjoyment and pleasure of men typically sure so it's it's sort of like a neutral term uh yeah. in, in theory like it, it was uh first defined by laura mulvey in uh her 1975 uh book visual pleasure and narrative cinema um, which sort of used like a psychoanalytic frame to to understand it. So it was kind of like, let's understand the way that women are portrayed in film through the lens of how Freud defined voyeurism and what he called scopophilia. Mm-hmm. So like, why are men such pervs? And why does the film turn the viewer into a pervert? Yeah. And the idea is because the object of desire is not given agency in the shot and what is given agency is the camera which is like the eye Mm -hmm. the viewer who is watching the film which is another eye and then the other characters in the film which is a third form of the eye all of whom are viewing the female body as object something as something desirable yeah yeah so that's beach episodes. <laughs> Let's dive that's, into television. That's all it is. Okay. What so, did you watch, Hannah? Uh, I watched a bunch of random shit, it feels like. Like, that's the thing <laughs> with all these episodes, is they're also out of context from, like, everything else that's going on. Um, but there are still patterns. And I think, I think we're going to be talking about male gaze a lot. I think we're going to get into yeah. it. So were, were there any male gaziness things that you stumbled across in your viewings? Oh, I mean, like, literally every single anime episode that I watched. All right, let's talk about anime. So we, we there are there are anime beach episodes. That is a trope within this larger beach episodes trope. Yes, yes. Um, and that's, you know, anime just take a break from the action to just go... To the beach, beach. Let's all get away. Boobs. <laughs> yeah, it's. Wait, it's what did you say? Boobs. Girl boobs. <laughs> oh, girl boobs, as opposed to the other ones. Well, yeah. Um, like in that Pokemon episode where James has boobs. Yep, like that one. I, I honestly want to say I feel like the biggest culprit of just like clear fan service, absolute bullshit, was probably Bleach. Um, yeah. and Bleach's beach episode. Oh, yeah. The entire first, like, five minutes of this episode are all of the female Soul Reapers just, like, hanging out in a shopping mall somewhere, picking out their bikinis. And, like, there's, <laughs> like, discussion around it. And it's, like... There's always discussion in these. That was something I noticed. So much People won't shut up about, like, explaining why the boobs are big or whatever. Right, or that they are big. And, like, it really is so bad. And, like, that's the other thing. Women in these, like, anime shows are always so obsessed with other women's boob sizes in, like the most insane way I've ever seen in my life. Like, Well, that to me, that might be an expression of male gaze to some oh, extent. There for was, sure it is. There was something they, they were talking about, um, uh, oppositional gazing, which is the idea that like, uh, it, like a woman who participates in the male gaze, like seeks to separate themselves from the object. Sure, uh, it, yeah. It's being viewed. Oh, no. So like, but I mean, like, also, women don't generally have those conversations. Like, right. <laughs> like, very no. rarely have I ever gone to the beach with my friends and then, like, stared at, like, someone else's boobs and been like, wow, yours are so ginormous. <laughs> you know? Like, and likewise, I don't typically find myself peeking over the urinals and right. trying to swap dick sizes. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not, a private matter. Truly, truly. So it's just like, but but also I feel like yeah, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things that's always driven me crazy. Also like women touching other women's boobs in anime is, is like Is that in Bleach? There was a little bit of it in Bleach, not that much, but it's a thing what in happened? anime in general. Well, <laughs> 
just like it's supposed to be like playful or whatever but like women will just grab another woman's boobs and be like oh just look at this out of, out of nowhere out of nowhere pretty much yeah usually a like a snarky oh, character no. will do it to like a shy large breasted character and the it'll shy, be like large breasted character true you know yeah classic anime it oh, is God. anime was such a mistake Anime was wrong, guys. It was bad. Um, but yeah, and like in Bleach, they literally have a conversation where two large-breasted characters are teamed up to build a sandcastle for a contest. And they're like, we should get a bucket to carry water for the sand so we can sculpt it. And the one character is like, no, we don't need to do that because we've got large boobs so we can just hold water between them. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like, I think why so something that is pretty shit about these things is like even within the male gaze, like males are the males suffer greatly as well in in these anime. Like they are portrayed as just like pure perverts. Oh yeah, just like Less they have monsters. no souls. Yep. They have no like empathy for other human beings Mm-mm. and their entire life is just like occupied with thoughts of tits and ass. Like yep. like they are just the most sh- like snake-like, like rat-like people. Oh yeah. Th- they are just pitiful. Yeah. Men in anime. Um, and Men I'm getting anime. that mostly from Chobits, which... Okay, yeah. Let's did you watch about... Chobits? I have never watched the show. I didn't either. And then I watched the Beach episode of Chobits. The plot of Chobits is uh, a man owns a woman who is also a computer. Yep. Um, and also, she's like... She's like a nymphette. She's like... Uh, you know, very young, like sort of lolicon, very very young robot computer. Is she really that um, young? I always thought she was like supposed to be teenage well, at least. Well, so I mean, yeah, maybe like thirteen, maybe like oh. Japanese legal age of consent, but like Ooh. very borderline, and it's very creepy and more. More so than anything is just the fact that she knows, like, no language and, like, I don't know, she almost sort of feels like she's, like, non-functional, non-verbal on the spectrum, like... Mm. Oh, well, yes, she's, like, very... It's the born sexy yesterday thing a little bit. Right, but, like... Even worse, it feels like, because... Yeah. <laughs> she's not even an adult You'll, like, woman. tell her to do something and she'll be like, what? <laughs> Um, and she only knows like three words, one of which is her name, which oh, is Chi. Great. Um, oh God. And there's like a scene where it's like robots, uh, they're not totally waterproof. So you have to rub them down with this waterproofing lotion <laughs> to go to the beach. Oh, and boy. then the guy character is like, whoa, oh my God, I can't do that. That's too dirty. No. And his like nose bleeds and he like freaks out and there's big anime face. And then they're like, well, you could just teach her to rub the, rub the lotion on herself. (laughs) God. And then, and then she like squeezes the lotion too much and it goes everywhere. Yuck. Yuck. It's just like, it's so, so bad. And literally even the ones, even the, like, episodes that don't even have men in them, really, as, like, main characters, it's all about just, like, looking at these fucking, like, teenage girls in bikinis, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, it's so gross. <laughs> uh, like, there's there so are... much fan service. It's not just that, though. There is other stuff. Um, Like, I feel like in Azumanga Daio, which mm-hmm. is, like, just a... A comedy based off of like four panel. Yeah, like, it's like the funnies. ultimate slice of life. Yeah, it's just completely just like joke, joke, joke. I feel like that was pretty just fun. That one was fun. Innocent and just nice. And like most of the jokes are just there's um 
like a uh, a ten year old girl who goes on this trip with high schoolers, and she just has no idea what's going on. And she's got a friend who's from Osaka, which is sort of stereotyped as being sort of like a podunk southern sort of town. Um, and yeah, so th- like they're just both stupid and innocent together in. Mm-hmm. In quick succession. Well, one and that's thing, just fun. One thing I'll say for Azamangadaya, since it covers, like, the full, like, three years of um, the girls, like, high school experience, it, there's three different beach episodes because they go to the beach, like, every summer. Um, gotcha. And it's, it's kind of cute, and it was nice just, like, watching the three of them in succession and sort of seeing the things that get, like called back but like most shows aren't doing more than one beach episode you know usually not no yeah it's usually used as a like pure filler a break from the action um unless it's detective conan or case closed for us americans there's got to be a murder there's There's always a murder murder. um also a murder in haruhi suzumiya but not actually spoilers (laughs) yeah i don't know but besides all the fan service um I feel like there's also, there's just, like, generally a lot of, like, romance stuff that goes on at the beach. So, like, outside of, like, the audience's fan service, like, the characters are very into, like, what's going on with people's romantic lives Yeah. they get to the beach. Yeah, like, there was a there was a period sort of after, you know, the beach got known in art circles or in, in rich people circles for being a healing thing. After that, it started to become associated with like nature and like natural urges and romance and romanticness. And then, you know, that sort of bleeds over into modern day. This yeah. is a sense that love love happens at the beach. There's that song under the boardwalk. yes that's very appropriate well and like you know like the song of the summer like like summer is the time for romance now and i feel like that used to be like spring you know like a spring spring romance like that was a thing in all those like musicals i feel like romance can happen anytime it can happen anytime but like generally does and generally does but you know, like summer. I know. Everyone's summer. not wearing no clothes. So it's, it's a, easy it's, to get it's all a, possibilities. On the yeah, and the beach the beach is the beach is sexy now, and that's what anime does. Any other tropes you saw in uh, anime beach episodes? Um not like big ones, just like a lot of fan service, a lot of romance. Here's oh. something I noticed, um, uh, there's the, a Japanese tradition of uh, smashing watermelons oh, yeah. on the beach. Yeah. It's called uh, suikawari, if I'm not pronouncing that right at all. <laughs> I can't um, fact check you on that one. Su- suikawari. Uh, and it's like it's like a pinata, except for instead of a pinata, it's a watermelon, watermelon on the ground. And you smash it open, and inside there's not candy. It's, it's watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> What's oh, inside a watermelon? God. Watermelon. Okay, Bleach has a really bad twist on this one. Um, oh, yeah. Just to really cement it as probably the worst of the all worst. of these. Um, yeah. It's a giant tentacle monster watermelon that they have to break, but not before it gropes half the women. Oh, no. It's so bad. Why is... Th- That's the thing is, like... Anime just never found that place where you just cut things off before uh, it just becomes pornography. Uh-uh. They just never found that line and just put that line in the sand, no pun yeah. intended. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, American films can be pretty pornographic, but it's, it's got, got nothing, nothing on, on anime. anime. Truly, truly, truly. Like, anime that's not even meant for necessarily that target demo you know like i feel like sexy movies like there's like sexy girls and like transformers and action films and stuff like that where it's like you know you're expecting like teenagers and up to watch like a lot of this is anime that's somewhat aimed at children (laughs) it's just like oh boy it's a i mean not that not that children aren't allowed to watch porn if they want to but like i mean 
What, find the line, folks. Yeah. There needs to be lines. There really, there really should. Um, um, here's something. None of these episodes, none of the sexy jokes are funny at all. No. Why is that? Why are they so unfunny? Because I think they're not for us. <laughs> like, oh, they're for the like, people who find them funny and are bad. But, but like, the joke is literally just, like, um, somebody says an innocuous line. Like, uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go take a shower. And then someone, like, goes, like, a shower. And then it, like, goes into their imagination of, like, what a shower is. Mm-hmm. And it's so sexy. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to reality. And they're like, what were you thinking about? And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's just tits. Something funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't like, know. Why it's is bad. that a joke? It's... When did Japan decide that it's a joke? Oh, they decided that perverts were funny, and so like anyone why who does is that a pervert funny? Thing, I don't know. Can't answer. Anime was a mistake. There, are, not all anime is a mistake though. What about Hamtaro? Hamtaro was wholesome and it was cute. It's a hamster anime. It's a hamster There's, anime. You it's can't have great. sexy anime and hamster anime. No. At least that's a line that they don't cross. <laughs> yes. Um, sc- School Rumble has the most like overt uh, sexual assault joke, which is um, it's a wacky misunderstanding. <laughs> so this one character is naked and getting changed. It's a male character. Mm-hmm. Ha! Take gotcha. that. Um, and then a, a female character walks in and he freaks out. And so she's like about to scream and he's like, oh, no, that'll look bad. So he grabs her and like puts his hand over her mouth and he's he's like, shh, be quiet, be quiet. (laughs) And then like the the punchline is another character walks in and immediately knows exactly what What happened happened? and doesn't misunderstand the situation at all, which is kind of a a funny undercut, but it is a joke entirely about. The fact that he looks and essentially is sexually assaulting this woman. Yeah. Funny. (laughs) Funny. And then a pervert character gets stuck with another character in a cave for like half that episode. And like that stuff's supposed to be kind of funny too. Ooh. But then it's not. It's just weird. What is funny is that the rest of their friends do just kind of forget about them. Yeah. See, yeah, I think School Rumble, you know, that's a, uh, it's like a, it's actually decently funny at times. At times. It has um, its moments. I don't know if it's the dub work or, you know, maybe it is like the situations are just m- more funny than just, oh no, I was picturing this is a sexy time, but it turns out it wasn't a sexy time. Right. Like, they just have like something well because like their whole thing is it's it's already a slice of life um sort of comedy romance and you know they just took that to the beach where everyone gets to do that but in a bikini you know right um the prince of tennis on the other hand is batshit wild (laughs) is it oh yeah because this episode uh it's so it's like this, beach volleyball. It's beach volleyball, but but it's presented as like an alternate universe, like an AU, like beach what? volleyball. Yeah, like the, okay, so they're in the middle of like a tournament arc for like the national championships. Like this is the conclusion of the Prince of Tennis, basically, um, okay. as far as I understand. And <laughs> they they start the episode and they're like, "We're the beach volleyball clubs." And let's have a beach volleyball tournament. So they do that, but then halfway through, one of the characters has like this meta textual awakening where they're like, wait a minute, we're the tennis club, not the beach volleyball club. What are we doing? But he can't say the word tennis. You have to watch this episode. Like, (laughs) like this episode is not that good, but everyone has to watch this episode just for the sheer, like bizarre surrealness of like the fact that the characters figure out that they're like in an alternate universe fan fiction of themselves for like an episode. And it's so strange. It's so strange. Um, There's also a lot of weird 
like, sexual assault shit. But this time, it's perpetrated by an old woman who everyone finds her body gross. So it's funny. Instead of if sexy. there's one thing more funny than objectifying someone, it's not objectifying <laughs> someone. And making them gross. Gross. Um, yeah. <sighs> it's, it's like... Let's let's flip it on them. Do you want to flip it? Let's flip yeah, it on them. Let's flip it. Let's flip it on them with uh male gaze uh, turned towards the men, you know? Sure. What about the sexy men? What about Oran High School Host Club? Let's talk about Oran High School Host Club, but real quick on the note of sexy men, I do want to say Bleach did have some like nice fan service for the ladies, but that's mostly just man service we call it. Man service. Sure, yeah. Like that term. Um but yeah, our at High Not School Host Club, it's a reverse harem. So the girl is the one surrounded by handsome boys, and they do handsome boy things. Um, and they, they do wear less clothing, so it is do, still sexy. Yeah, which is like their thing, and there's lots of like sparkles and like posing and what have you. But it's still, it's less like... I guess the thing is, when I think it's of like, the shots of the male gaze, there's, there's much less leering. Yeah. Um, and, like, when I think of the male gaze, it's, like, a long, slow panning up shot from, like, ankles up to tits. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole shot. It's just really slow panning upward, which, first of all, like, just on a story level, <laughs> this is a boring shot that tells you nothing and doesn't move the plot forward. It's like, just there for someone's viewing pleasure. Like, these episodes are so boring because 90% of the screen time is just close-up, <laughs> slow pan upward. That's so but Oran true. doesn't really have that. I mean, mostly, like, well, the fan have- service is just them being, you know debonair you know it's them being hosts yeah but like i mean like they do have like they each have their like little pose that they strike but it's not a panning shot for the most part you're right um there's sparkles yeah lots of sparkles and like lots of shirtless scenes but like it's not like slowly panning up with like extra (laughs) lingering on the crotch you know there is something to the idea that like there's less room for animators to make men bounce I guess, but, like... There is something to that. These... Like, they just get to have less fun with the creepiness. I'll say this. Like, every single time, like, an anime tries to do, like, a sexy boy, they just, like, make him take his shirt off. And, like, it entirely ignores the facts that men also have butts. Um, and I just think it's an injustice. That's a good point. There aren't many from behind no. shots of the men. No. Lots of those um, for the ladies, like looking over their shoulder. Um, so there's Oran, and then I didn't watch it, but um, free exclamation point! The swim team, uh, man service anime, also has <laughs> they a go beach to the episode, beach. I mean, makes sense. Which I assume is full of lots of man love and hugging and high fiving. Yeah, and looking passionately into each other's <laughs> eyes while you swim. Right. That's it for that. That's, that's it for anime. That's anime. Fuck anime. Throw it in the garbage. Um, There's like six good anime, and you can all decide what they are for yourself. <laughs> We're not telling. We'll never tell. Um. All right. So before we dive into like TV, there's a couple of like notable examples from um other media that I just want to touch on really quickly. Um, Do it. So, apparently there's Mass Effect 3 DLC, which is basically just the cast, like, hanging out and, (laughs) On the beach. On the beach, like, doing whatever. Beach planet. Which, like, honestly, if you play that game the way I do, where it's just a Garrus and or Tali dating sim, excellent. Love that. There's also, um... Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball is effectively a beach excursion for what is normally a standard fighting game. Okay. It's like it's like just a fighting game which happens to have a lot of like hot female characters. And so then they just released a beach volleyball game, which is also part dating sim. Oh my god, of course it is. Wow. Wow. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball and Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball 2. Gotta love it. Really monetizing nope. that shit. You don't, you don't have to love it. You don't have to love it. <laughs> you don't have to. Canceled. 
We're going to cancel canceled. everything. The beach is canceled. Cancel everything from Japan. <laughs> um, so then the other one that I want to talk about is um, The Adventure Zone, which is a fantasy D&D podcast, um, actual play. Uh, they're... They've got an arc called The Stolen Century, and in it, a bunch of characters literally spend an entire episode just hanging out on a beach. Um, but it's kind of great because we've been really moving at a breakneck pace uh, story-wise before this, and it's nice to be able to sort of just hang out and spend some time with these characters, especially because, like, post this, it's all just building to, like, real endgame shit. So it's, like, a, a nice, like, breath before the storm, so to speak. I um, mean, is there still, like, magic missiles oh, and yeah. striking blow and slashing damage? Right. I D&D mean, like, things. there's some D&D things, but honestly minor, because they're actually not even playing D&D in the Stolen Century arc. Um, oh. They're, they're playing, like, a homebrew version that they made. Oh, yeah, um like like it's still tabletop um but like mostly it's like the characters talking and getting to know each other better and like hanging out and bonding like even and do they get sexy they do get a little sexy there's some romance that blossoms um it's really hard to be extra visually fan servicey in a podcast medium um, so I'll have to comment. Let's go figure. <laughs> I'll have to comment more on this when the uh, eventual graphic novel adaptation is released. Yeah. But, you can't uh, just go like you can't just have like uh, Griffin McElroy just start saying, and then the camera zooms in on the crotch, <laughs> just zooms right <laughs> in there. Especially when the other three people involved are his brothers and father, it would like, <laughs> yeah, it's that would be too much. But there's still romance. There's some romance, but it's like gentle romance and very like blushing romance, um, which is it's not hardcore. No, there's literally nothing hardcore. There's like one big smooch or two that happens. Not yeah. a lot more than that. Um, yeah. So like, that's a nice beach episode that I like. Nice. It's nice. Are there any beach episodes that you liked? David. Uh, everything SpongeBob. I mean, yes. SpongeBob has good beach episodes, which, you know, everyone's pointed out that it's weird that there's underwater beaches. I've heard some people try to explain it like, yeah, so in real life, if you have salinated water and desalinated water and the currents <laughs> are running into each other, you can create an underwater beach. And then someone else is like, no, no, no. It's about hyper cold condensed water that's denser than the water around it, so it goes down. No, 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 no. Who cares? It's actually swamp goo from <laughs> runoff from the local beach, and it's like it's a it's a it's an underwater beach called Goo Lagoon in the SpongeBob world. Like they drink water underwater all the they time. They do drink water. Like yeah. you just they have sinks and like Sometimes you, SpongeBob absorbs too much water. Right. He and becomes big. He cries tears and yeah. like mops floors. There's just water in this underwater world and we have to accept yeah. it. Yeah, but everybody loves ripped pants. It's you know, so good. he sings he sings one of the most iconic songs mm. in a TV show of many iconic songs. Truly. About the time that he ripped his pants. He's a fool. Um, oh, God. He like, there's Sponge Guard on duty where he pretends to be a lifeguard because he falls into ice cream <laughs> and gets white stuff on his nose. That's right. Which is supposed to be zinc, but they don't even call it zinc. That's no. great. It's just they just call stuff. it white stuff. Because honestly, as a kid, I had no fucking clue what zinc was. It's just like, yeah, I've seen a picture of a lifeguard before. They have white things on their nose mm. sometimes. Well, I actually learned what zinc was from a different beach episode, which is the um, the Phineas and Ferb episode where they go to Lake Nose and find the Lake Nose monster. Oh, my God. They talk about what zinc does and what zinc is used for in that episode. And that's the joke. I did like the Phineas and Ferb beach episode too. That one was not yeah, the horrible. backyard beach. Yeah, it's yeah, a good it was one. interesting because it was like one of the first episodes. Yeah, it's like literally like episode four or something, and it like yeah. <laughs> it's also Candace 
is in on it and is like happy, which again, yeah, like, it's like a, shocking. It's for like how a subversion. Early. Yeah, it's a very early subversion of the pattern, which is that Candace is always trying to bust her brothers for breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. For instance, by building a beach in their backyard that's an actual beach. <laughs> Yes. Um, this was also early on where they didn't feel like they had to explain like how they build everything. Yeah. Like it, it was less sci-fi and more just like wish fulfillment. Yeah. Like, you know, they're kids. They can do anything. They just, they hired some contractors and brought in some bulldozers full of sand and, and then they made water, a beach. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Water expanding infinitely into the distance onto the horizon. <laughs> Despite the fact that they live in a compact neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. In like the middle of the country. Yeah. It's it was definitely one of the more unexplained uh episodes. Yeah. But but, but it's great. It's and fine. there is romance in that one as well. There's it's definitely the, romance. Uh, the beach romance of Candace and what's Jeremy. his face? Jeremy. Who cares? He is Jeremy. a non character. True. But like Like he's like whatever the male version of Manic pixie dream girl or you no. know, whatever like just the bland yeah he's just, just bland, bland boring he's the girl love character love interest but he's girl a dude character and it's, it's fine that's all he needs to be he doesn't have to have that much of a character he could have an internal life i mean he could but does he need one he should have a rich internal life <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> so that's like animated stuff any other animated american um, cartoons yeah you made me watch dan versus this episode was not very good i think dan I versus can this. be kind of an okay sh- show what it's is like, the show uh, where did it air what is it when is it from it was on stars i don't know what? um i remember watching it when i was a kid and i was like uh this is kind of interesting it's sort of edgy it was like it's about like a twenty something who just seeks revenge on random things in the world. But it's just like um, a huge asshole and it's like I Yeah, don't like he's care a, to watch you know, you. he's a he's a misanthrope and like I don't know, th- there are other episodes that are less terrible. <laughs> uh but um yeah, this one was pretty bad. He just wages war on the beach cuz he hates the beach and everything about it. But he always hates everything about everything. Um, there was fan service in this one too, which was weird. Um, I don't know why. There was a weird subplot about the main character's best friend being cuckolded by a lifeguard. Yeah. Uh, it just, was bad. It was a bad episode. It was bad. I'm sorry for making you watch it. Also, it was like, it felt so long, but like, it wasn't. <laughs> like, I don't even know. There were just so many parts to this episode. Like, there's, like, yeah. the inciting incident, and he's mad at the beach. And then he spends time trying to get people off of the beach. And then he's like, let's go on an adventure. And they go to the aquarium to get people off of the beach. And then they get stuck on an island. And then pirates come, who are also hippies. <laughs> just like there's... Well, I mean, that's, like, the joke is, you know, it's it, it kind of goes... It gets out of, you know, it's hijinks. Things get out of hand. Yeah. There are other episodes that are less terrible, I promise. But don't, you know, don't watch it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm sorry that I made you watch it. It's fine. Like, I never have to watch it again. It's just. It was not good. Um, I also like Avatar. Avatar's got a good beach episode. Watch our Avatar The Last Core recaps. We're going to eventually get to this episode. But there was an Avatar Beach episode. Yeah. Um, called the beach it's the beach and the beach heals friendship or something what did old lady say they say it wears down the sharp and rough edges like erosion (laughs) Um, like on a beach like on a beach yeah no this is another sexy and romance episode season three of avatar the last airbender is weird because like, it's, much like season three of a lot of shows, like, it, it just has the creators, like, going crazy and, like, making references to other movies that they've seen. <laughs> okay. Um, the season also contains uh, a parody of the, the movie The Rock and a parody of Footloose. So That's right. If that gives you any idea. It have a fucking Footloose parody in here. And The Rock. What is Directed the... by Michael Bay. I don't know what that one is. It's about them breaking into uh, um, 
Uh, shit, why am I so bad at this? Just cut everything that I've ever said. <laughs> the Rock is a movie about them breaking into Alcatraz. And oh. uh, it's, they do the boiling rock, yeah. which is like the rock, but it's boiling. Damn, I didn't even know that. That's some fun, fun film facts for me. Yeah, but like this, you know, this season is weird. And one of the episodes they did was a teen beach, like, rom-com teen comedy starring all the villains. <laughs> yeah, it was good, though. Yeah, it was good. Um, you get to hear all their backstories, which was something I liked about I, I don't know. I, Avatar The Last Airbender, was you sort of get, you know, sympathetic uh, people on the side of evil. Sympathetic right. Nazis. Right. Well... Yes, but it's fine because there's Mega Hitler to deal with, so yeah, you can. And he doesn't get a redemption, so yeah, Um, yeah. I don't know. I I like most of the parts of this that aren't them sitting around the campfire talking. I don't love that part. It just always yeah. It's just basically them explaining their backstories when they haven't really been set up. So it's like it's very expository and like yeah. May is the emo chick and she's uh, she's upset because you know she had to be perfect all the time for her stuffy uh, royalty dad. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, Ty Lee joined the, ran away to join the circus because she's uh, one of six tuplets or yeah, something like that. She's got like like she's got a, a lot of twin sisters. Yeah, so she wanted to stand out and be different. Yeah, um, and then Azula, you know, was hated by her own mother, and yeah. Zuko feels guilty because he, you know, betrayed his uncle. his uncle. Um, so they're all like angsty teens. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the other parts are the, are the real fun parts. Yeah. Watching Azula, this, like, 14-year-old battle genius trying to, like, have a normal romantic interaction with a human male is the best. I like the idea that, like, Chang is, like, the uh, the Avatar Universe version of the Chad. Yeah. Like, he's... He's just the guy. He runs this beach. Yeah. He's the cool guy he's on the buff. beach. And he's, he's rich. He's rich. <laughs> and he has parties. And then, like, Azula's like, I am literally the princess but of there- darkness <laughs> ruling over this world. And she's just trying to flirt with the chat. Yeah. <laughs> she can't get him. She can't get him. Not into that. Yeah. But Tylee can get all the chads. Oh, yeah. But she can also um, take them all Because there's out. lots of fan service for her in there this episode. There is. That's true. Um, yeah. She's like, there, what, There's 13? like weird jealousy stuff between Zuko and May who are dating in this. And, yeah. You know. It's just making fun of the fact that like they didn't have that great chemistry. No. But, but that was the joke. And that was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great joke. It was a joke that kept on giving. It truly was because it was very true. Yep, they play beach volleyball, which I'm not sure is a Japanese tradition. But no, uh, but like, why not? But it can be in the Fire Nation. Why not? It's why not, not literal Japan. Yeah, Azula takes it way too seriously. It's great. As yeah, but oh, they all work is... together to yeah. wreck the shit out of the opposing team. Oh, totally. Because like they're, again, they're all like battle trained teenagers. They're psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but like, <laughs> one thing that. I love about this episode is that they're trying to go, uh, un- like they're in disguise as like normies, basically. Like they haven't told anyone that they're like the royals. Royalty. So th- yeah. yeah. So they're just like trying to like fit in like normal kids, which like, that's a fun yeah. trope. We should talk about that sometime. Um, maybe not. I don't know what that trope would even be, but just yeah. Like, like popper for a day or something like that. Oh Yeah. You know? Tale like, of Two Kitties. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. Hey, here's one. Um, so there's this episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You guys remember this show? I loved this show. This was before everything had to be grimdark. <laughs> yeah. So Sabrina the Teenage Witch was a fun show about witches. Yeah. For fun people. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's an episode where they're going on spring break and, like, the parent witches are, like, worried that they're going to, you know, get into naughty business on spring break. 
And so they trap them in like a 60s beach party movie, which is supposed to be like sanitized. You know, it's not real. You can't do drugs. You can't have sex in it. Uh And I just found that interesting because there were no super sanitized 60s beach movies. Right. Like if what you were saying from like your research and like beach blanket bingo and all that, like. (laughs) They were sex farces. They were incredibly subversive at the time. But that's what's interesting, right? Like what was subversive gets perceived by the modern day as being, like, uncool, unhip, overly sanitized. Right. Isn't that fascinating? It is. Well, and it's it's interesting that it's especially being, like, attributed to the 60s when I feel like, yeah. you know, like, if there was an era of sanitization, like, I would call it the 50s. The 50s. You know? But I don't know if there was, like, a serious, like, trend of of teen beach movies back then. Right, exactly. Like, because it's too sexy. Right. People I mean, yeah. They're naked. You need the sexual revolution to show a bunch of women in bikinis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We need it. It's necessary. Well, I mean, to to be fair, yeah, the sexual revolution was great. It just also led to a lot of, like, sexploitation (laughs) kind of comedies. Mm -hmm. Um. And, yeah, like, Teen Beach Movie, the the Disney Channel original movie, does the exact same thing as the Sabrina the Teenage Witch episode, where they, like, perceive movies about the beach from the 60s as being... Wholesome. Completely wholesome and sanitized um, and, like, not real, you know? Like, I mean, sure, they weren't real, <laughs> but, like, they're as real as a modern decom. Like, I mean, can, can right? we blame, like, Baywatch at all? Like, for being Baywatch. so Yeah, Baywatch sexy. is pretty sexy. You know, like, we, we didn't really talk about that for, for this because the entire thing is a beach episode. But, right. like, you know, it's literally just, like, let's be sexy and heroes at the beach, at you the know? Beach. Yeah, that's true. It's sort of like the more we inhabit the beach the sexier it becomes right well it's like you know it's we gotta push boundaries and limits it's like right oh well you can chop people's heads off on game of thrones now so we gotta do it on stars and then we gotta do it on cbs and you know like it just trickles down the, like, boundary pushing. You know, the, okay, I just want to finish up with Teen Beach Movie because I'm yeah. afraid that most people haven't seen this movie. Teen Beach Movie is a movie about surfers and, like, one of them's going to move away and they want to just stay like this forever and just be surfers forever. Um, so then they get trapped in a VHS copy of a movie called Wet Side Story. No. No. And it's a musical about <gasps> rival gangs at a beach. Stop. I have to go. I have to go. So they're trapped in this movie and they have to act out the plot of the movie, but then they fall in love with the fictional or the fictional characters fall in love with them. Oh my God. And they have to like, you know, let them down, but they still have to finish the movie or they'll never, never get out. It's wild. Wait, I remember songs are catchy as fuck and it's so good and everyone needs to watch it. And the only thing that's wrong with it is that it's, they, they're making up a movie that is not based on anything historical but that's fine (laughs) because teen beach movie man it's wild holy crap everyone stop listening to our podcast and go watch this movie right now because that's what i'm about to do like i haven't watched teen beach movie 2 yet but i hear it's the sequel to teen beach movie (laughs) 1 hi nothing (laughs) yeah um wow 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 teen beach movie this is a revelation oh my god we started this episode we said we were gonna jump the shark yeah why haven't we jumped the shark yet that's my question we haven't done anything wild and crazy um you know like we're pretty much just (laughs) talking about tropes like usual unlike happy days i don't even think this is that bad like the happy days thing that's Happy Days a is a show. Say. It ran. This was season five. The season five opener is a three-parter um, called Hollywood, um, where they go to Hollywood and they hang out and they go surfing USA because it's Happy Days. I mean, like Happy Days. It's not art. Like, what? How is jumping the shark that ridiculous a plot? If you've got the budget for it, fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like. Uh, 
I'll sort of compare it to, like, the fucking puppet episode in Community, which, like, I personally think is just, like, absolute trash, where it's, like, you're just trying to one-up yourself for no reason, and, like, it's not done well, and it's just, like, it feels cheap, Well, that you know? was just a bad musical filled with unfunny, long songs. Yeah. That's the problem with that one. It's not the premise. I think you could do a puppet episode and have it not be shit. I mean, I I agree, but, like, jumping the shark, like... I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with that premise either. It's just, like, the execution of it's so goofy. I mean, the show's... It's Happy Days, man. Hey, let's sit on it. <sighs> I think it gets a bad rap. I'm just saying, like, maybe, like, jumping the shark... Sometimes they're just bad episodes, and, like, they're pretty ridiculous. But I guess, like, the thing about this is that it was a bad episode that got crazy viewership because... Mm-hmm. It because it was about. Well, it wasn't that close. There were still like two seasons after this. Really? I think so. How long did Happy Days run? I'm sorry. There were six seasons after that. Okay, so never mind. <laughs> it was not near the tail end. Jeez. This was right in the heart of it. But Oof. like the whole point was like five seasons, you know, of this show, Happy Days, crazy show, Henry Winkler, National Treasure, <laughs> National um, Treasure, truly. Truly. I mean, you watch him Barry right now? He's fucking gold. Oh, he's great on Barry. Like, he, like he's a treasure for so many reasons. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, like, Happy happy Days, it was popular. It was mainstream. There weren't any, like, I feel like there weren't, like, diehard fans who, like, agonized over every second of it. It was just, like, it's what's on. It's, like, friends, you know? Yeah. It was the zeitgeist. It's what's on, man. And, like, if you got to do crazy stunts to keep people watching and keep it going for 11 seasons, like, do it, man. I'm I'm empowering you. <laughs> and I just feel like, you know, at least there wasn't as much just, like, gawking and staring at female characters in bikinis in this. At least they're jumping over a shark. They're doing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say, in live action, unless it's, like, Baywatch, it's... Maybe it's just because I watch so much fucking anime mm. <laughs> beach episodes. But, like, it's... Compared to anime, like, Western TV's got, like, nothing on the male gaze. You know? Like, like yeah. Japan has perfected the male gaze. <laughs> yeah, no, they're excellent at it. And they continually do it. Ugh, it's it's just wild because like you know there's always the thing where not always but you know I I think there's a like that 70s show episode where like they're in California on the beach and like Kelso's just trying to like get the hot girl in the bikini you know and what what have you but it's like it's not more or less scandalous than like the rest of that show, you know? It's not breaking any boundaries. No, no. And like not like not like anime, which just breaks boundaries, pretends they don't even exist. Oh, truly in so many aspects. It doesn't. Um so in conclusion, anime's canceled and uh <laughs> that's it. There's still like a bunch of episodes we haven't talked about. No, I know. We can talk about them. Yeah. With I, I you watch the Office Beach episode? That's the one with the hot dog eating contest and walking on coals. Walking on coals. Yeah, secrets are revealed. There's uh, romantic subtext, but no romantic text. Um, and there's just competing for Michael's job because Michael thinks he's going to get a corporate uh, a job in corporate. That's one thing I'll Bender, say. There's there's often like competitions at the beach, which. At this point, I think it's just because the beach, without like any kind of framework, is nothing. There's just no plot to happen. Yeah. Like, what do you do? So you just have to like make a surf contest. All or right. A there's a surf sand contest. castle building sand castle contest, or like find the most seashells or the most crabs or like whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, volleyball. Who can swim the farthest? Like someone's got to compete with something, or else there's no conflict whatsoever. I, I dare you. I bet you can't jump over that shark. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, some kind of conflict. Something along those lines. Friends had a beach episode yes. where, like, no one's even wearing bathing suits for the most part, but it's still super male gazy. Mm-hmm. Where, like, everyone's like, "Let's play strip poker. Let's play strip poker." Do you often? Invite a group of male and female friends to just play strip poker. Is that a thing? I don't know that I've ever done it in my entire life. <laughs> no. But maybe I I'm mean, just not cool, you know? <laughs> like, I don't maybe think I don't that the people and friends are cool. I think that the only people who play, like, strip poker are deeply uncool people. Horny Who, singles. like, aren't comfortable, like, actually getting naked on purpose with another human. Yeah, you know? maybe. It's like, I need an excuse to explore my own sexuality, so let's, like, <laughs> put it in the form of a game. Strip poker honestly seems like a great way to kick off an orgy. No, it's not. Why? It's an incredibly awkward way. Because everyone's just taking off one piece of clothing at a time? Yeah, it builds the And tension. in the meantime, you're all, like, getting competitive and, like, I got a straight flush. Well, I got a... <laughs> like... That's not that's not sexy. That's no orgy time. <laughs> there's no time uh, for an orgy then. All right. There's, I just, don't know. there's only time to win we might, and lose. We might just have to agree to disagree about how we'd like to kick off our respective orgies. Well, I think we can all agree that strip happy days game, which is what they play in Friends, is not a particularly sexy thing. Strip the happy, happy days? days game. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, so like they don't have they don't have poker cards. They don't have playing cards, so they find an old copy of the Happy Days trivia game. Oh my god. I kind of love that. Yeah. It's been a hot second. But this is also the episodes where um they like yeah. they Ross writes the letter to Rachel and they like get back together after I like was Rachel big... wrote a letter to Ross. No, Ross writes the letter to Rachel, but Oh, oh, you're right. Rachel wrote a letter to Ross. Ross falls asleep, doesn't read it. And then Rachel's like, what did you think? And he's like, uh, and she's like, just yes or no. And he goes, yes. And then she's happy and they date again. Um, but it's basically... And then he reads it and it turns out he was admitting guilt for their breakup. Imagine that, admitting guilt. Wild. In in the show Friends. In the show Friends. No one ever admits guilt in that show. No one, ever. I watched the Smallville episode where Aquaman shows up. I don't know why. <laughs> I could not find this episode. What did you think? It's, I mean, it's Smallville, like season five or so. Like, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, They keep calling Arthur Curry AC, I guess because he's so cool. Oh, does he wear sunglasses the whole time? No, he wears an orange tank top and green pants because that's like Oof. the only joke that that show knew how to tell was like, it's like superheroes, but they're teenagers. Oh my God. And um, they go and they have to fight Lex Luthor, but On like, um, yeah, he's got like a sound wave device that kills fish. Why? Um, for the military. Because Lex Luthor, his whole thing is he's like, you know, becoming a military contractor and building weapons for the military. And Superman keeps messing with his plans. Ah, oh, stupid Superman. But they but they used to be friends, so it's like there's So conflict. it's angsty. Um, I like the fact that Aquaman, like, they really lay into the idea that, like, he needs water to live. Okay. Like, if he doesn't continuously hydrate he dries out and gets like scabs all over his body like really vivid like skin breaking scabs damn that's intense um but i just like the idea of a superhero who's like i must always be moist and glistening <laughs> that's the source of my superpowers is my glistening muscles and my damp blonde hair that i just shake out and the drops go everywhere i mean tell me that's so different from like jason momoa's aquaman <laughs> I mean, is he powered by glistening biceps, or does he just happen to have glistening biceps? I mean, we never see him without them, is all I'm saying. That's true. It's true. That, that reminds me, though, of the character from um, 
the Dr. Incredible or Dr. Horrible's sing along blog whose power is just being moist. Yeah. What was he called? I don't know. Moisty Damp Man. I don't even know. It's not important. <laughs> um is there is there sexy romance in the Smallville episode? Yeah, I mean, like in any Smallville episode, there's uh, Lana Lang and Lois Lane and Louie Lopper and <laughs> Langston they, Hughes. Do they all wear bathing um, suits? They do, and there's long panning up shots. Oh, somebody always almost drowns in a lot of these episodes. Oh. So hmm. that you can resuscitate them or, like, Which rescue them. Because kissing. It's sexy to have people choke to death oh my god i just thought of another beach episode but it's a book (laughs) can't have a beach episode that's a book what are you talking about it's the babysitter's club there's one where they go to the beach yeah okay you can have a beach episode yeah Yeah, all right i guess that's an episode what happens in that one there's no fan service and that's babysitter's club she gets a crush on a hot lifeguard but she still has to Um... fulfill her babysitting duties what could christy do Bring the lifeguard over after work. <laughs> While she's watching the children at the beach. Like she's on like well, vacation I... as like a mother's helper type thing. Sure. We'll just flirt with them and just be like, hey, when you get off duty, I'll get off duty. <laughs> and we'll just go under the boardwalk. Under the, the boardwalk. I'll be having some fun. Um, the best episode that I watched in this whole thing was the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode, uh-huh. uh, The Gang Goes to the Jersey Shore. That was the only one where I was like, this is truly funny. This is unequivocally good. The fact that it's at a beach is important to the plot, and it's about something, and it's not just a bunch of fluff. What What's the plot of this one? It's basically like... It's sort of a parody of the Jersey Shore. Uh, Dennis and Dee have long memory, you know, old memories of their joys of going to the beach as a kid down to the Jersey Shore because they're from Philly. And you and I, we also took family vacations down to the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Every year. And and we do have fond memories of those, don't For we? For sure, yeah. It's a, it, it was a special time, but, you know, the Jersey Shore, it is not like a very you know, wholesome place necessarily. No. And so if you go there without the, the eyes of a child. It's not the place of movies. Right. Like, it's a, yeah. You wouldn't shoot a movie there. No. I don't think they have. But you would shoot a reality TV show there called the Jersey Shore. And so, you know, like I remember when we were kids, you know, we were we would make fun of that show, you know, when we were in like high school. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, it wasn't really based on anything. Like we didn't know any Guidos or anything. We just something to make fun of. Yeah. And so it's always sunny in Philadelphia sort of turns that idea on its head. Like, why do we hate Guidos so much in our media? Maybe they're nice guys. And maybe there's other things at the Jersey shore that are worse than, you know, the people of the, the people on the show Jersey shore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you're saying. So they show the dark underbelly, basically. And so Dennis and Dee end up hanging out with, like, drug dealers who work on the beach. And they have to bury a dead body. Of course. Classic, Sunny. It's all done to a montage set to the song, Vacation, All I Ever Wanted. Would you say that this is a parody of beach episodes? Yeah, to some extent. I think, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, it's a parody of, like, beach stories in general like the romance of the beach is parodied where charlie does have a romantic night with um the waitress but uh she is high on ecstasy the whole time oh my god which is the only reason why she's playing along (laughs) and they find like they find like sea specimens on the beach because charlie's just a weirdo so he like finds like a horseshoe crab and like a polished piece of glass and gives them to her as gifts. Oh my god. And she's like, oh wow. <laughs> but she's high on ecstasy, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, they do go under the boardwalk at one point and they just see a couple of homeless people, <laughs> a couple of homeless men just like banging each other. Oh my god. That's Yeah, and that's, that's the hard. joke. Like, you know, you think of under the boardwalk as a romantic place, but also shady stuff goes down. I mean, mostly there. shady stuff goes down. I've never been yeah, under a boardwalk and been like, romantic. I've just been like, this smells bad and there's definitely trash everywhere. 
Yeah, but there's some mystique to to the under the boardwalk zone. It's a forbidden zone. It's forbidden, yeah. Um, D also gets her hair braided, and then it gets ripped out when <gasps> she goes on the uh, the ride at at the the boardwalk park. Oh. It's just funny because <laughs> oh, no. it happens to someone else who's not me. Yeah, it's a it's a good episode. I think it's really funny. Um, the best part of it and the most iconic part is um, uh, Frank brings ham to the beach because you're not allowed to drink on the beach. Uh, but he soaks the ham in rum and it becomes rum ham. And so they just get drunk off of eating ham. That's so strange. And then they get stranded out at sea. And they lose the rum ham. The rum ham. You don't seem as into this episode as I am, but I, I think it's it's a solid quality It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. I mean, it's, it, it I sounds... think it's the best episode on this list. I mean, haven't watched it, so can't say, but probably. Um, I don't know. I really Better like... than fucking Prince of Tennis. Oh, you haven't watched Prince of Tennis yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It is better than that. <laughs> Oh, jeez. All right. Well, I hope you guys had a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. You had some fun. You're ready to continue to enjoy the summer. If you're near a beach, I hope you go to it. Yeah. Here's something sort of to end it on a weird note. (laughs) Okay. Um, On just a a bad note. Um... According to the Smithsonian, 75 to 90% of the world's natural sand beaches are disappearing. So maybe there will be no more beach episodes. Or maybe the beach will return to, like I was saying, you know, a uh, an, an anxious and horrifying place full I of mean, danger. Yeah. With and all not the... a place of romance and sexy fan service. We'll, we'll see. Um, donate to things that are fighting climate change. <laughs> That's the message yeah. for this episode. There's your call to action, everybody. Seventy-five um, to ninety percent of natural sand beaches are being eroded, or destroyed, or polluted that's away. Wild. They're going away, folks. This is a really sad way to end this episode. Yeah, you want to cut it? <laughs> uh, no, let's leave it in because the world's gonna end it. Leave it years. in, folks. And I, I want everyone to know that. We knew about it. and We care. We care, I guess. <laughs> uh, if you were thinking of donating to our Patreon this week, don't. Uh, fight climate change with that money instead, folks. Um, yeah. If you've got an extra... The police are coming for me. If you've got you an extra... The police are coming? There's a siren on my end. Oh, I didn't hear it. Um, you eco-terrorist. Uh, anyway... <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at Talking Tropes. You can donate to our Patreon, but don't donate it to climate change. Um, or to get some clothes for these poor, objectified women in anime. I don't know yeah. if there's a fund for that, but someone should Put start on a one. shirt. Put on a you shirt. You know, they make swim shirts now. Put on a shirt. Just leave these women alone. Um, leave these women alone. Yeah, again, I hope you had a great weekend. We'll we'll see you next week. Adios. Hey! God, that ending.